Welcome to 85. I just forced us to start. We were deep <laughs> in chat about my car, which is something I wanted to talk about anyway. Might as well chat about it, right? Um, <laughs> Joanne loves, like, we have these, uh, in my mind, is the pre-record moment where we're just catching well, up on little things. She's like, yeah. oh, we're already recording. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's the let's stuff. Let's start. Let's let's say welcome. It's been that, a month, yeah, more than a month. It's been a month, and that's the stuff I bet people yeah. want to know. They probably know what were they talking about before because it sounds way more interesting. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. not. It was four wheels. But um, if you if you haven't noticed, Joanne and her husband Evan got a new toy, and it has well, four wheels. It's transportation. It's you know, it's both. It's a toy. Um, it's going to require a lot it's of a farkles. Lifestyle. That's right. And mm -hmm. I bet you a good 30% of our listenership probably own them. I think there's a, probably a correlation of some sort, right? If you own a Jeep, you Jeep. probably have motorcycles. Case in point. So speaking of farkles, the man went out. He's been, well, <laughs> he's been online on the Jeep forums, just like you would on the motorcycle forums, right? He's on the Wrangler. So, sorry, to back up, we bought a 2016 Wrangler Sahara 75th anniversary limited edition. So it has all the stuff. It has the big wheels. It has the uh, upgraded suspension. It has the steel bumpers. It has big tires, all that fun stuff. But it didn't have side rails, step old lady rails. So he went <laughs> online to the Jeep for Wrangler forum, which he's been looking at since just the last year as we've been thinking about buying a Jeep and he found somebody 30 miles from here who are selling these steel rails which would normally be like $400 plus shipping right and he was trying to sell them to someone local so we got them because we were 30 minutes away 30 miles away not across the country so we got them for like $150 wow. of, yeah okay. right and some gas you know, because the mileage on a Wrangler is not very good. So it probably costs sure. like $25 in gas <laughs> to get out there. And Shipping the humans. Exactly. And the guy has a Daytona. So lots oh. of, yeah, see, lots and lots of similarity. I think a lot of Jeep Long lost have. Daytona. Yeah, a lot of people have motorcycles and Jeeps. And like I have a friend at work and he and his family are totally into the Jeep thing too. And he said it's just totally... You're always thinking about, should I go take the Jeep somewhere or do we go ride a bike somewhere? And and, uh, and that's pretty much what we were doing um, last weekend. We well, Actually, we went riding, so we'll talk about that too. But two weekends ago, we went Jeeping. And we we're supposed to go Jeeping this weekend, but the weather sucks. So. Still laughing about the verb, <laughs> Jeeping. That's the only thing I can describe it because it's not just driving. We're not just getting in the car and driving. We're mm -hmm. in a Jeep, and so we're doing Jeep things like take the windows off, <laughs> take the top down, and <laughs> drive around Gettysburg. That's you know, hilarious. it's so much fun. It's to me, it's the closest thing to like oh, getting a dirt seeing bike. You guys, seeing you guys getting all cute and <laughs> riding around in your Jeep is, is Dude, adorable. When it's ninety degrees out, it's warm out, and it's summer. All you want to do is take the tops off the Jeep and <laughs> drive around, and then stop for ice cream. And drive around. It's just, it's like being in a convertible, right? It's like driving around mm -hmm. Malibu, maybe, with your convertible. Um, but more room Except and way more fun. Except when I want to take my top off, <laughs> it's probably not uh, at-cat friendly. So i got to oh, resist. Well, see, I'm not taking the doors off. I'm not ready to take the doors off because that terrifies me. 
to be doorless and like going 65. That just scares me. I don't like that at all. So we're oh. not we're not doing that yet. Makes sense. But um, sometime maybe we'll get to that point. But for right now, so it has a soft top, so we can take the windows Does off. Does Benny go with you? He did, uh, briefly. Um, so this Uh-oh. weekend we were going to take him with us, actually. this So tomorrow, we, today, we were going to go somewhere and go take the Jeep someplace with him. But it's raining. But mm. um, when we... Um, yeah, we you know, around town, we're taking him around town. Um you know, out for ice cream, whatever we feel like doing. Uh, but when we went to Does Gettysburg, he, like he loves it. He just figured out Aww. that he can stick his head out. So he really <laughs> likes it. Um, you know, and the, and the wheel well is right there because it's a two-door, not it's a, a dog's four. Life. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he, he likes it a lot. It's a little different. It's a little awkward. Well, we have the seats up, so we haven't put the seats down yet. So I don't know if that's better for him or not. But um, no, he, he loves it. And, uh, but when we went to Gettysburg, we left him behind so he could hang out with his dog sitter and we just decided to drive to Gettysburg, check out the park and practice driving. Well, I needed practice driving. So we drove around the park. Yeah. I drove around. If you go to Gettysburg national park, you can take an auto tour. So you can totally tour all the battlefield sites there. And there's like 20 different little spots um, where major battles and things took place. Oh, and then like where Lincoln spoke at the cemetery. And so a lot of cool historic um, monuments and things like that. Um, and uh, so we basically drove around the park and, and explored Gettysburg. Did some crappy ghost tours, you know, just cute touristy things. Nice. But um, yeah, I think been- he's going to love it. I've been having some manual transmission urges. I don't, I don't know if it means I'm going to buy another car or <laughs> what, but I'm, I'm working on it. Working on suppressing those. Why not swap out? Yeah, get a uh, manual. No, I don't need to swap out. I've got a reliable ride. I'm going to run mm. into the ground. That's 100% paid for. True. No, that's very true. And um, a lot of people, you know, when we tell people, yeah, we're getting a Jeep, they're like, you know, those are terrible mileage, right? I'm like, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I know. We, I've known that all my life. Right. But we drive 5,000 miles but... a year. Like, I don't, <laughs> the thing now. is, we don't drive. Like, I mm-hmm. don't commute. I commute I, three and a half miles. Unfortunately, I do. So that's why right? I never bought one. So we would probably okay. have two. Like, we would keep the other car and then, yeah, and then have the Jeep. But we're going to have it as a primary because we don't drive and commutes four miles and we have a parking space and we have snow so we're really excited to have it for snow because well two reasons snow you're gonna buy a hard top right no actually it you know it can't Ooh. not not yet like cool? no because it, it well <laughs> heated seats heated mirrors but also uh-huh. the the 75th anniversary edition comes with a premium soft top so, you know, when you see older Jeeps driving down and they have the soft top and it's like a flappy little cover. Oh, no, no. This is a sealed one. So it actually zips yeah. and seals. Yeah, it seals shut. So it's waterproof. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So and you're going to check it out, see how it works yes. for you. Yes. And, and it's quieter than a reg- than an old soft top. So it's a nice in the middle. You know, we don't really need it a hard top specifically. Um, and then a friend of us told us, you know, if you buy a hard top, you'll never take it off. You'll always leave it on. And with the soft, you can do just the windows off 
or you can just fold back the front of it and then have like a big sunroof. So it's certainly yeah. like way more fun just to take either the windows out or roll the back up or whatever. We love it. It's great. And so it's a premium soft top that seals. That's a little quieter, waterproof. Um, but yeah, I'm going to see how the winter goes and hopefully the heated seats will be enough. I'm sure it'll be plenty. And uh, I can't wait for people to back into it because, <laughs> I know, which sounds crazy, but because if your normal car backs into my Jeep, your car is the one that gets effed and is going to need <laughs> body work done, but not... Spoken by a true San Francisco native. Yes, and not with my steel bumpers. So get ready because we're going to, you know, we'll be parking in the street um, a lot. And uh, our car is just, I mean, the Scion is wrecked. Like the bumpers are ruined. The um, We have to fix one bumper, actually. We still need to get it fixed so we can sell it. Um, it's just been bumped to hell parking on the street. But now, if anyone backs up, it's going to be their car, not ours. So we're really excited to have something that's, like, street-worthy, you know. Cause so how far of a drive is Asheville for you guys? Um, if we got in the car right now, I'd say I would probably take us mm, six hours, eight, Ooh, maybe eight okay. hours. Might be. That might be too much. Um, because, as, as we were talking before i check. said hey why don't we just start recording and mm-hmm. um i was recommending overland expo because overland expo was originally about four oh, wheels that's right um and it, okay. and it still maintains the majority of people that go there are for or four-wheeled uh Enthusiast. enthusiasts right right basically jeeps and campers and all kinds of oh, uh, outdoor all kinds of mm. outdoor and adventure circles mm-hmm. um for these all go to Overland and you can learn how to ro- uh, drive mm. over all obstacles and whatnot. Well, so it's it's primarily for off-roading oh. four by, but uh, motorcycling they've been trying to yeah. involve more of it. It's six hundred miles just interstate. Um, yeah, that's right. But yeah, it's... that's like maybe first week of October. Yeah. Second week maybe. Oh yeah, I went through. I I passed by Asheville. I think on the way to the Dragon. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I drove through. I actually rode through down along 81 there. So, yeah, it's something we could probably... Oh, speaking of which, so that's the other thing we're really excited about is now we can tow. So mm. now that car, that thing is rated for 3,000 pounds. So we can tow. Nice. Yes, so we can tow bikes. So that's the other thing is because I would By the really way, 20 like... 20 bucks a day at U-Haul. Or, or yes. 15 to 20 bucks a day at you Yes, all. and that's our, that is exactly our plan, is we don't need to buy a trailer. We live down the street from a U-Haul, and so our plan is that we can tow bikes for track days. We can also nice. maybe next year buy little dual sports, because I honestly don't think I ever want to trade in my bike, at least not for a while, to sell mm-hmm. my bike and buy like an F800 or buy... Um, a mid-size adventure bike. I just don't think that I want to do it enough. Um, no, yeah, two or four hundred. So that's why my idea is I would much rather, yeah, buy small dual sports like a DR two hundred or a four, and trailer them, and then go dual sporting, and go riding around in a forest someplace because it could get there faster, right? If you trail something, you can get there a lot quicker, and I, you don't have to worry about trying to slab on a 200 which I never want to do um, but then I could actually ride so that's the other thing we're excited about is the Jeep actually I think will help us ride more and hopefully some dirt maybe dual I'm not sure uh, but 
a hitch already on there? Not yet, but um, it's you easy haul, by the way, installed hitches too. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and they didn't seem too too expensive, just because I looked into doing that. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, with the Matrix, oh. <laughs> and uh, and um, the reason why I was like, oh, oh, fifteen to twenty bucks for a trailer is because yeah. I have a space issue, much like I think you guys do. So once I'm done with the trailer there's nowhere for me to put it that isn't in my way. And so yeah. Um, yeah. that's the reason why, for me, knowing that it's not an every weekend thing, right. it's more viable to just rent from U-Haul yes. whenever I need it. Yes, so that's definitely on our list, and cool. I think that's going to make a huge difference. But, yeah, it doesn't have a hitch on it yet, but it's another Farkle. Mm-hmm. In addition to grab rails and a back, yeah, all kinds <laughs> of things. But it's been so very, it's very exciting. You know, we, we don't go through cars every two years. Like, this car we've had for seven years. Our last car we had for six years. We'll probably have this for five or six years when we're ready, you know, until we're ready to, I don't know, buy another one. But, um, So yes. you guys did a, a ride vacation, didn't you, in the last month? A little bit. Like, so, <laughs> I felt so bad about not riding. It just has been a while. So last weekend we rode out to State College, Pennsylvania, which if you look yeah, at the very familiar with that town. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. aren't familiar with State College and you look at Pennsylvania, it's basically the middle bottom ish of Pennsylvania. And um, it's very, very mountainy there, which is nice. And we found really good roads. Of course it took four hours to get out there, but um, after we finally got out there, I found us some really good stuff. We even found a newly paved back road that the uh, PennDOT was redoing. So they were laying down fresh asphalt so much so that we got to the, we got at, at the end, they were laying it down. <laughs> so they did, they were at the very end of the, that road finishing it, finishing up. And I posted a f- couple on my Instagram um, so yeah, we rode out Sunday morning at like 8 a.m. with a couple of new friends and then not slab, but we got on some, um, routes instead of like some small highways instead of the interstate and, um, f- got out there around lunchtime and f- actually found some twisty mountain things. I found some really fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> definitely. She doesn't even call them roads anymore because you well, can't remember what that's like. Twisty well, mountain things. Yeah, I found some <laughs> decent twisty things. I mean, finding a 15-mile-long road. This was one road, and it's 15 miles long. And it was a one-lane-ish, one-and-a-half-lane-ish, not painted yet because they just finished the asphalt. Um, twisty back road for 15 miles. And that's huge because I can't really find that here on uninterrupted. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like a particular road that just goes and it was awesome. It was a little goaty at times and then a lot of farmland. So you're still in kind of, um, not residential, but there's just so much farm or so many people out here living in the countryside that you're always going to find, you're always going to be riding past someone's property. Like Some of them Amish. Some of them Amish. So we did drive, ride past some Amish folk. And, um, nice. Yeah. And then basically just rode as much as we could on Sunday around State College and then we stayed there the night so that Monday we could take a little bit longer route and explore southern south of State College um, to come back. So we just did like Don't a short... Don't forget to have some frozen custard. Uh, what, 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 what? We have it here all the time. What do you, Rita's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, we, 
yeah. Custard's here. I haven't been to Philly. I don't know where the frozen custard boundary it's stops. down the street at Just Rita's. State College. Yes. And today, in fact, we had water ice as well. What? Yeah, water ice. It's a whole thing. When you come, I'll show you. Um, yeah, I know. I need to. Come so, <laughs> so we, yeah, we just did that, you know, a little like two nights, about 550 miles, like nothing crazy. Um, you know, found a comfort in to stay at for the night and um, tried to ride some. So I'm going to try to do another overnight maybe next month. Like winter right now is, is late, not late. Sorry. It's, it hasn't really hit us yet. And we're still having hot weather, which is really, really weird for September. It's supposed to be like sixties and it's 80 which is awesome. So I'm hoping that for the next month we'll have an extension of riding maybe into November. I'm ready for fall. It's hot. It was like 95 <laughs> maybe today. And I bailed on my motorcycle ride because I just oh. didn't want to have to deal with that. See, so for us, August was like 90 and humid every mm. day. Um, and it was miserable. So I really didn't ride at all in August. I didn't ride at all. I, I did the sisters thing in the beginning of July. I went back to San Francisco at the end of July and d finished that up. And I didn't ride at all in August because it was 90 and with 80% humidity. And it's and I'm not going to go out in a t-shirt. So I really didn't ride at all. And then now, though, the weather is actually it's warm, but it's not as miserable. So I definitely want to plan another overnight in a couple weekends. Um hope maybe maybe back to state college i don't know maybe north to new york we'll see but uh we did port jervis back in oh god see that was june like just this summer it was just so hot we didn't ride very much so the bikes are sad you know i think they're not well, and really happy that we brought home another vehicle <laughs> i ride in all conditions so there you go I mean, I, I try, but try, trust me, when it's 90 and 90 was in humidity, you don't want to go outside. Like, just You know what? You know? Uh, every time I take a vacation over my birthday, wherever I land, it's going to be in the upper 90s and humid. So true. it's just, uh, you know, it's just it's just the lot that I've been given having a September birthday. Well, so, uh, yeah. So I didn't get to see Joanne on my birthday trip this year, but uh, I did kind of, you know, I guess go six hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, back in back in January, if if I I think I'm pretty sure I mentioned this, but uh, mm -hmm. my uh, a friend of mine who also worked within the motorcycle industry passed away from brain cancer, mm -hmm. and he left behind a couple of motorcycles, and right around the time that I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for my birthday. I found out that his estate sale was coming up and one of his bikes was right within the price range. And yeah, sure. I, you know, didn't wake up that morning saying, yeah, I'm going to buy a Suzuki. But, um, for some reason, just the, the hot bike tour landed on the same time overlapping my birthday in the area where the bike was located. And of course, you know, my friend being the, being the sentimental person that I am thought, wow, this is really like, this is kismet. This is supposed to be. So I bought the motorcycle titled it flew out to atlanta the flights to the one-way flights to Asheville were ridiculous so i flew out to atlanta mm -hmm. and hitched a ride on the back of some uh some bonnier uh publishing guys because of course bonnier motorcycle publishing is who uh who is the overlord of hot bike and baggers mag and a couple of other motorcycle publications including cycle world and motorcyclist so they were heading up on triumph tigers 
So I was like, all right, sweet. Can I have to ride on the back with one of you guys? Sure, sweet. All right, round trip in Atlanta. Hell of a lot cheaper than flying one way into Asheville. I think it was like 275 to go LA to Asheville. And that wasn't even direct. And then it was like 215 to go round trip <laughs> to ATL. Mm. So, um, yeah. So, caught a ride and uh, popped up to Asheville. Uh, got the bike. Um, on the internet prior to, to squaring all this stuff away, it was a cafe racer. It was a Suzuki Savage that was converted to a cafe racer. Nice. And Rika made, yeah, a single 650. Rika made the kit, and Rika's local, and I was excited about that until I realized their customer service is awful. And uh, and the design as well isn't so great. So I, um, I found on the internet a guy who would make tank beds. And I thought this would be really cool. Like I want to do like kind of a memorialish dedication mm-hmm. to my friend. And while it didn't go on the tank because four inches wide and three inches tall was there wasn't enough flat space, I put it on the side cover. And basically, it was uh, taken. I took an image, uh, created a vector, and then submitted it to this guy. And he turned around and made the tank badge with the stickum on the back. So I put it on the side cover. And then I had uh, one of his Clack Attack stickers on the other side. And I did about 80 to 100 miles before the tank started to go into reserve mode. And apparently, um, because the tank is so flat on the inside, the gas does not travel over to reserve spigot. So you click over to reserve when the bike starts to die and then reserve actually isn't getting any fuel. So you have to literally ride back and forth and literally swoosh the gas around in the, uh, in the tank. Okay. Um, and it's, and I've been told that you actually just need to fill up around 80 miles every time. Uh, so sadly we were at the top of the blue Ridge parkway when that happened. And there really is not a lot of gas anywhere nearby nope. because you're just kind of in this really pretty green curvy area and you were want you to pull over a hundred times in because the there's park. lots of views. Yeah. And you're in I the was park. The very top by, is it Mount Mitchell? Yeah. If you're on there's the like parkway, a... you're actually in a national park. So there's, yeah, you got to yeah. get out. Exactly. So just as I'm realizing that there's something greater wrong than just the reserve, um, my friend that I was riding with took over my bike and I took over his. And then he basically made it all the way down. Sadly, though, um, having to move the gas back and forth by that really bizarre, like, rocking motion and the bike constantly turning off and having to restart it Mm. stressed out the starter so bad that mm-hmm. by the time we filled up with gas and started the bike up again, the solenoid was bad. And then when we finally got it fixed at the shop, it was the solenoid. And then they used a universal solenoid, and that didn't work because the, the starter relay was also dead. <laughs> and then it comes to light that the wiring harness was the original um, Savage wiring harness that was hand-cut instead of using the shorter, I think, um, kit harness and there were some other things going on and then I think the mechanic told me by the way the the bike runs so rich that you would need to keep um, first of all you need to get rid of this carburetor and, and get a better one but uh, you need to keep it above 3500 RPM at all times whoa, whoa. and I was just like this is a lot of stuff to take in right now because I had the bike literally over in South Carolina or North Carolina for about a month. And I thought that, 
you know, if there was any huge problem, they mm-hmm. would all gotten swept away. But sadly, even if you were riding 40 miles, you wouldn't have that kind of snowball effect stress on the electrical harness and all the wiring. But yeah. um, I kind of wish I would have found out about the whole, um, you know, carburetor and whatnot. But anyway, uh, sadly, I had to figure out what the hell am I going to do? Because I made it home. I had like an override that he installed, the mechanic installed. So instead of actually using the starter to start it up, where you have your hand on the clutch, um, if you're in first, you just use like a little light switch beneath the battery. So, of course, you know, after a long day of being stressed out and going through this whole ordeal, (laughs) I have my bike in first and I am standing next to it and I flip the switch to turn it on and it just literally launches and falls over. And I just like... I think I was like, if I wasn't crying, I was at least two seconds away from doing that, you know, because I'm starting it in first without having the clutch in because I'm standing next to it and flipping a switch. So needless to say, it was rough and I had to make the very tough decision to leave the bike in North Carolina and kind of abandon that whole um, I'm buying this motorcycle because the free ride that it was going to get back to L.A. was only at the end of the trip and not at the beginning. Oh, so I had no way to get it from from point Aww. A to point B. And it was just, it just kind of made me think, you know what, uh, maybe the reason why I'm on this trip or the reason why I've come out here has absolutely nothing to do with buying this motorcycle. Um, I'm sure everybody reaches a point where they decide, should you fight and really struggle to keep something? Or should you just understand that perhaps that wasn't the part that was meant to be? So I left her there. Uh, She's now since been resold to someone in Miami hmm. who will probably strip her. Yeah. <laughs> as as yeah. I would recommend, at least rip the wiring harness out and start over again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that made things interesting. So I was bikeless in Nashville. <laughs> well, would it, would it have... <laughs> for the start of the tour. Do you think for you it would have been a different outcome if you knew that, yeah, it's going to need some love and I'm going to rebuild it? But that wasn't your um, thought, right? I mean, you, you didn't know, expect that, that you would need to rework it that much. I didn't, you know, if, if I needed to put some money into it, I would have rather have known about that Yeah. when I first got it, like a month prior to this trip, because I would have wanted it to be road ready. Like yeah. my goal was to have it make a thousand miles Ooh. and then jump on a trailer and then come home. And oh. so it couldn't even make like more than 80 with yeah. all those problems and the snowballing. And so yeah. it's not the mechanic's fault whatsoever. I mean, no, they no, did no. say that. They did say, well, you know, the electrical harness, and then he shook his head, and I was like, why do you guys not, like, you know, I know it's just kind of a, an anecdotal thing to say, but that would have been something that I would have probably had them redo in the time that the bike was there, and I was not. So it was, you yeah. know, it's it's frustrating, but uh, eh, it is what it is. So so I managed to uh, to ride in a Nissan Z, through Asheville, uh, Asheville to Maggie Valley, and so I hitched a ride on four wheels out to Maggie Valley. The day that I went through two wheels through time was my birthday. So Maggie Valley, we got there, we were behind two guys on bikes because uh, the Bonnier group were going pretty fast, and with me on the back, it would have been a little bit crazy. So, uh, so I went ahead with a car, 
and then easily found a really cool cabin that was next to the Comfort Inn that they were staying at. And so the Comfort Inn was probably like 150 bucks a night or something. And and I looked around and said, well, with all these vacancy signs, I'm sure I could find something a little more mom and pop. Mm-hmm. So I wandered next door and they have all these little cabins near a river. And so I got one of the last three bedroom, two bath cabins for a hundred bucks. And I was like, score! air conditioning i have my own porch in the front with rocking chairs and i have like a little covered patio in the back with a view of the river and i'm like this is going to be awesome i'm in north carolina for my birthday i'm gonna sit and drink some beer and rock in a rocking chair on this porch (laughs) and and personally usher in 39 so so I got all that scored away, and I found the ice cream parlor in town, which is always uh, going to put me in a good mood. And then when the when the guys came in, they're like, hey, do you want a ride? I'm like, well, yeah. And so they said, well, hop aboard. So I went and grabbed my stuff, and I rode a Triumph Tiger XCX. So that was the same one I rode the back. I rode the front. Nice. And that bike is also tall. I think the XCX could be, uh, I don't know the differences between all the Tigers, but um, I, in my Kevlar jeans, the Alpine Star ones, so they're a little bit thicker. They're not as thin as the Dainese stretchy pair that I have. Yeah. Um, with my race boots, my Dainese uh, Torque, Torque Out X or whatever, um, I barely could put my feet on the ground. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, you know, I really want to ride the Blue Ridge Parkway, so all I have to think about is stopping. As long as I'm going, there's no problem. <laughs> and this is probably something that you think of all the time. Every time Once I, I ride, <laughs> every time I stop. So you shift your boot over, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You got your butt over, got it down, yeah? Uh, I, I, didn't do one, I didn't do one leg, I did two, but you would see me throw the outrigger. Like, I would come to a slow stop, like a very slow... <laughs> stop no emergency stops and the outriggers would come down maybe five feet before i needed to stop so i could kind of work my my balls and my so feet. <laughs> next time get your ass over it makes a huge difference just get your mm-hmm. ass like i don't know if you remember that photo of me running that drz 400 sm but i had to get my ass off the seat and then i got a yeah. foot down and that that it's a life or find a curb huh yeah well, there are no curbs on the parkway. True. Yeah, <laughs> the butt. Next time, use your booty. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah, but that was fun. Um, it was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. I got to hang out with a couple of friends, and uh, we went riding all over the place for about an hour. Came back, grabbed some beer. Um, thankfully, they had something other than Budweiser and uh, Natural Light, and uh, Nat- I was surprised I didn't see Patty Light. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. Um I was shocked to even have Blue Moon and a stout to choose from. So uh, so See, that was great. That's and why then... we like doing the overnight. Like when we ride out, it takes us like eight hours to go riding. So it's just nice to mm-hmm. like stay somewhere that night and then just ride back. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then we went over to the, I think it's the VFW, had mm. good beer. Nice. And a uh, cheap draft, hung out. Uh, next morning... Um, took off uh, back to Atlanta. So my trip was originally supposed to be riding through the 11th and ending in Chattanooga. And then I would take a shuttle back to Atlanta. But uh, 
because the uh, the the Bonnier group that I caught a lift up from Atlanta was taking off early and leaving Friday, going back to Atlanta. I just went back with them, talked to my friend in Atlanta, and said, "Hey, um, change of plan. <laughs> I'm coming back. I don't necessarily need a place to crash. I do have uh, high school buddies that live in Atlanta, as well as lots of hotel points, uh, none of which I've used on this trip." So, um, you know, what's going on? And he was going to go to the Motorcycle Film Festival and represent and be one of the sponsors. However, that thing went totally sideways. Oh. And he uh, canceled and pulled out. So he said, dude, come to Atlanta, stay with us, we'll eat. And I'm like, can we get donuts? He says, yes. <laughs> I say, deal. He says no to donuts. <laughs> and what's wrong with you if you say no to that? Well, <laughs> Donuts, do, these donuts are about 20 to 30 minutes outside of town. They're incoming, so it's sure. not exactly but it's worth the drive. Totally. So donuts are I always worth the drive. Yeah. <laughs> I went back on the Tiger, um, had a lot of fun. The, uh, the good fortune of just taking and borrowing an OGO bag and bringing, because I had, um, because I had an Airhawk for the cafe racer seat, because it didn't have a lot of substance seat wise, I brought a bunch of like, zip ties and I brought rock straps well the tiger we were supposed to get was supposed to have two side cases and not a top box Mm. but instead it had a top box and no side cases so we took my backpack which mind you a nice audio backpack the whole 10 days that I was gone all of my stuff fit in it Hmm. yeah we strapped it to the top of the top box with the rock straps with his rock straps and so then I sat behind him so on the way back, we had an extra bag behind my back, and literally, as we're like going down the parkway, and and uh, I don't think we took Tail of the Dragon. Um, I'm like leaning, Call me so not. so he's leaning, I'm leaning more, and then you've got like almost a third person with the amount of weight that's dispersed behind me, like nice. sitting totally upright. So a little bit weird, but uh, for him at least, not for me. And, uh, yeah, surprisingly, I had a lot more fun on the back than I was anticipating having. So that was kind of weird. And then um, went back to Atlanta, of course, had some donuts, had some fried chicken and biscuits and gravy and Mm. pie and uh, just lots of nice southern comfort food. (sighs) I think I posted a few photos of the food that we were eating the last week as well. Like I, I've just been eating like a nonstop person. I need to like go work out tomorrow to make up for it. I've run six miles since I've come home. <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna take like another th- marathon's worth of running for that. Um, yeah, we also yeah we ate a lot. Like just every time we go riding, I'm always looking for places to eat because. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's Ride just to eat, baby. yeah. It's just fun to like find cool restaurants or little out of the way places like ice cream places or OC. Speaking of ice cream, like right in the mm-hmm. heart of Amish country, um, off Route 30 in Lancaster, is a was a cool little like a grocery store cafe kind of thing bakery Amish little store called September Hill, I think, and it had. Really? delicious pastries and ice cream and coffee and they had sandwiches Ooh. it was so good like we, we just language. stopped for coffee and didn't have 
I was tired, so I didn't really eat a lot, but it was so good. And we just found, saw that on the way back and decided to pull over. Like, why not just pull over? And they had chocolates and... I didn't have the dessert fiends when I was on the back. When we came to a stop, we actually rolled through where Dutch Monkey Donuts is in Cumming, Georgia, which is just Mm. outside of Atlanta. And as we come to a stop and I look over and I kind of see it, I'm thinking, I'm with a diabetic and a gluten-free guy. There is no way anyone is stopping. (laughs) So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Bummer. (laughs) That's no fun. But, oh, ah, ah, it was... It was fun because I got a ride back. Otherwise, I'd have to fly. God only knows what it'd be like trying to buy a ticket at the last minute. True. No, that is really, really good. I'd say. Always good to spend quality time with my friends, the Dodies in Atlanta. And, ooh, and And. when I got to Atlanta the first time, um, since I figured I might as well monopolize the fact that everybody has Labor Day off, I'm just going to leave on Saturday. Um, I got to meet Brian Fuller, Fuller Moto. And he is throwing, they do like a, um, out in Southern California, it's Cars and Coffee. Mm -hmm. But they actually have a patented name called Caffeine and Octane. Mm -hmm. And so that's the coffee and then tons of classic cars and different car enthusiasts. I did not see a Jeep section. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, and and some motorcycles, obviously, since Fuller Moto is, uh, is his shop. And he was telling me about an event that they are having on Jekyll Island, which I want to say is like an island off of Georgia. I will have to look this up. Um, If you are interested in doing something after Daytona Bike Week and you happen to be down in Florida, Mm -hmm. please direct yourself to our show notes for this episode, episode 85 on motorrift.com, and I will post uh, some information about that. It's basically a um, weekend or so event where you you bring your, your bike or your cool car and you park it and you hang out on the island and you don't jump back on that bike and Mm -hmm. you just kind of walk around and mingle and there are things to do and kind of, I think you're talking about seminars and eating and plenty of drinking and uh, yeah, so Mm -hmm. it's a nice way to wind down after Daytona Bike Week if you got all wound up. Nice. (laughs) That's right, Daytona. Was that? That's right. I have no idea what what month it is. I have no idea what month we're in right now. It just seems like... (laughs) the years September baby yeah it's just going really fast like the summer's over a little too soon we had a good long one like we had it was really warm all the time it was nice but just not ready to go back into cold yet like I I do like fall I am excited that it's fall because riding I think is perfect when it's fall because it's not freezing it's not hot it's just cool and that's the perfect time to ride I think um so I am excited about that but um yeah, I've got a few days of time off left at the, toward the end of the year. So if I'm lucky, I can, like, do a three-day weekend or something. And I don't know if I'll be able to, like, do, like, a whole four or five days somewhere or anything like that. But i got to find maybe, like, a three-day weekend to go riding again. got to get at least one more trip, at least one more weekend in before the end of the riding season here anyway. Yeah, um, maybe I'll come out and visit. Mm-hmm, you should. You should do that, too. I'll be around. We'll pretty much be around. Is there any way you can work on uh, on Monday and swap a Monday for a Saturday? Does that ever happen? No, because the store is never open Monday. The store is uh, Tuesday bummer. to okay. Saturday. Yes. Gotcha. So because of that, nope. Um, okay. Yeah, that's kind of the way it goes here. 
Oh, I'm sure someone we know in Philly will, you know, entertain me while you're at work. Plenty of victims. Lots of fun people here to hang out with. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that happened in our gigantic one-month break, and apologies, we're not intending on making this a monthly podcast, but it just mm-hmm. seems that that is kind of how it's um, <laughs> shaken out. You know, after I got back from Italy, we managed to squeeze one in, and then um, after that, we were just kind of doing some local things, and, you know, Joanne's got some fun time jeeping, and then... Um, yeah, I was writing, so my my Italian uh, <laughs> article is in the wind, and so I'll, I'll keep you guys posted when it uh, when it appears in the magazine. But um, one thing that happened is that California officially legalized lane splitting. <sighs> not fair. So not fair. So it's always been a gray area, as we've talked about before, <laughs> but now, um, basically, Jerry Brown signed it, Assembly Bill Fifty One, which Go, nicknamed AB Fifty One defines lane splitting as driving a motorcycle, which of course I have issue with, riding a motorcycle that has two wheels in contact with the ground between rows of stopped or moving vehicles in the same lane. So, first of all, you can't wheelie when you're lane splitting Mm -hmm. because you need two wheels in contact Mm -hmm. with the ground. Um, And you also need two rows of cars. So in previous, I sometimes would justify to myself when I'm taking an exit that's backed up and the exit's extra wide to call it lane sharing Mm -hmm. and to just be on the left side of these guys. But there's only one lane of uh, traffic. So I would actually, actually, I I could probably get a ticket for it now, but I would definitely get a ticket for it based on the the definition here, Mm -hmm. needing two rows. You need a minimum of two lanes of vehicles in order to officially lane split. So I'm sure that they will get with the CHP and go over the CHP's guidelines, which they had originally made available to the public before someone got their panties in a bunch and got it removed. But uh, yeah, I'm looking (laughs) forward to plenty of dialogue. And now that it's legal, hopefully more people will be talking about it as far as people on four wheels and won't be as angry when people lane split by them. So, well, when it yeah, when it uh, when they signed it and it was official, everybody on the everyone here online was talking about it. Oh, not California, it's official. And I think a couple other states who had who've been working on getting right legislation put together, they're like doing more pushes for it. So, inevitably, <laughs> another state will follow along. You know, I think at some point. Yeah. States will follow, maybe slowly follow, but, you know, other states will follow here. I don't know about here because people drive like idiots here. So mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't trust anyone here to do it in a responsible manner. Just based on the riding I've seen, it's people are terrible here on their bikes. And I think that it would just, you could never trust, I think, the majority of riders here to, to ride responsibly because people here take advantage of what they can do on a bike because there's no helmet law it's loosely not loosely but like it's just they can't really control i think i mean i I don't know what just based on the terrible writing i've seen i wouldn't want those people to have the legal ability to lane split i'll put it to you that way um i just i'd be terrified to be riding with those folks you know so i don't know hopefully other states though that can get it, can make it happen. 
certainly a nice thing to have. Although I'll be honest, I do it every now and then when I need to, because I'd rather get a ticket and, you know, not get uh, rear-ended or not uh, get hurt by just doing a little bit of lane sharing um, rather than, than not. So I just do it sparingly, not like constantly like I used to, but I'm not sitting in traffic anymore. Like I don't, I'm not in San Francisco anymore. So I'm not trying to get down Fell Street in, in rush hour. You know, I'm not in those places anymore. So for me, it's far less important than it used to be. Like definitely was worried that it was going to be a big deal. Like, oh, I can't lane split anymore, but eh, not really. Hmm. It's just not as important to me as it used to be. Certainly would be nice to have the legal ability to do it again, but I'm not really, you know, thinking about it so much these days. Um. Also, the Boulder Or, the 24-hour uh, film racing, mm-hmm. uh, film race in uh, France. You mean FIM? Concluded. Yes. <laughs> FIM. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Them. Um, that concluded, and our all-female team, with the only American on that team being Melissa Paris, finished nice. 23rd out of, I'm guessing, I'm looking at Road Racing World's uh, mm-hmm. notes, and they're 23rd, and I want to say maybe it's out of 34 groups, or mm-hmm. 34 teams, basically, mm-hmm. that competed, because it goes from 23 to 35, and the 35 was DNF. Hmm. So, I'm pretty much guessing that uh, that didn't do half bad. Nice. Especially competing against uh, um, men. Yeah. So very true. Six hundred twenty-six laps. Damn! In what time period? Like, um. Well, I would imagine if it's the Boulder Ore and it's twenty-four hour, then twenty-four hours. Oh, twenty-four hours. Damn. Yeah. So basically, you ride. Someone sleeps and someone takes, you know, the leg, and they do a certain number of laps or a certain amount of time, and then that person comes back in and pits, and then you send the next racer out. So it's an endurance race. Ooh. And that was the 80th FIM Baltimore. So, interesting. Any news, exciting news on your end that you've observed? Um, I see Revit has a new uh, um, 2017 uh, fall and spring or something. They, yeah, their fall, their fall winter stuff came out. Um, the only thing exciting that I am looking forward to is they did come out with a new riding gene. They basically came out with a new version of, um, an older riding gene that they had. I think the Broadways. So there's a new Mm. gene, new version of it. Um, I'm hoping when it comes, we'll, we'll be getting it in the store and then I'm hoping to try them on and check them out. But yeah, they launched their fall. It's a lot of a city thing. So there's actually a parka. So if you're looking for a waterproof parka to go riding in, like you want a city coat or like you're on a scooter and you want something that's protective and warm and waterproof, they actually do have, I believe, a a lady's parka that came out. I cannot remember the name of it, but it's definitely on Revzilla. If you go to Revit um, on Revzilla's page under new items, you'll see it for, for women and um, as well as that new riding gene, they do actually have a waterproof gene, which I don't, I don't foresee myself needing. But um, if you did want a waterproof riding gene, they actually do have a, a pretty nice one. I haven't seen that one in person though, 
So fit-wise, I don't know how that works. But yeah, they've got some cute little city coats out. I haven't really looked at everything, but they have some sneakers and just a few miscellaneous things. Um, I want to say that while we were gone, the the a Yamaha wasn't there a press launch for the Yamaha? Oh yeah, for the Scrambler. For the so XCR. they have a, mm-hmm. a Scrambler that's based off of the Bolt engine. Mm-hmm. And that launched, I think, a couple weeks ago. That all the different yeah. press, you know, all the media folks, Revzillas and the motorcycle magazines and such, um, have all been reviewing and and posting about that. Um, I haven't read anything about it. Did you read anything? Uh, I only looked at Revzilla.com's review of the XCR. Of course, because that's all you can read. Um, because it's on Common Tread. Um, I just saw that briefly. I actually did not read it in detail. But then I saw, like, everyone, you know, motorcyclists came out with their review. And I think Cycle... Julia. Yeah, like, a lot of people at the same time, all the different publications, came out with reviews for that. Um, Is Spurgeon going to be hurt that you didn't read through his whole review? Oh, maybe. Uh, Who knows? He's such a busy man. It's really hard to say. Um, I'm sure he can't keep up with all the fan mail he's getting. Um, But that's the only bike that I saw that actually came out. Um, I did write a little blog post um, adding, expanding onto my, you know, how to ride big bikes when you're a little girl. Um, when did I publish that? Let's see. I basically wrote a little write-up about, uh, seat heights. And when you look at a bike and say you want to buy that XCR 900 and you look at the specs and you go, oh, it's got a 35 inch or whatever. It's got a 31 inch seat height. Mine's 29. I can't ride that. That's something that you want to revisit because there's a lot of other things that you want to take into consideration aside from just the math. Just the fact that, sure, um, if you look at the spec of a bike, if it says that it has a higher inseam than yours, that doesn't mean that automatically you cannot ride it. It, it, There's other things you have to look at as far as what affects really your ability to ride it beyond just the number. And so I just pointed out a few few things that you want to look at in addition to that number because it can greatly change or maybe affect your decision making Um, and that's you know whether you're a brand new person who's um, new to riding or maybe you've been riding and you want to buy a Tiger 800 XCX or whatever so I just broke down a couple of things including suspension and really what you should look at when you when you look at that number and I published that in August so we'll We'll link to that. And then um, that's pretty much all the writing I've been doing. But I do, I am I am overdue on a couple of articles that I've been working on um, just in over the summertime. I've just been so lazy. Like writing just takes so much brain work. <laughs> it makes my brain work a little harder than I'm You're used to. You're telling me. I think I'm still so, three articles deep. So just, you know, trying to get parts of my brain to think and stuff it's it gets so hot so hard um i did also post i did make a little brief post with a couple of new 
jackets for fall and winter. So if you're jacket shopping or pants shopping and you're trying to get ready for the weather, um, cold or fall or winter weather, um, I did do a post with a couple ideas. So I'll share that as well. And um, also Daytona released, well, Rimzilla released a new boot from Daytona. And it's a nice alternative to the Lady Stars, which you may or may not be familiar with, which give you about a two and a half inch boost, maybe a two inch boost in overall height, kind of lifts you up. It's got a little bit of a platform in the front, but it has a lifted insole inside. And um, it's an alternative to my technique of buying bigger boots and adding insoles, but it's a really nice Gore-Tex touring boot. So I did post about that as well. So post a couple links to some of these for you to check out um, in addition to my seat height article that I wrote and then oh next week not next week oh god it's already next week so last week <laughs> last week I agreed to be on a podcast for this week um, tomorrow Tuesday night actually it's a it's a little podcast called motorcycle men and they've pumped out 50 episodes apparently I don't know when they started. It looks like they're pretty new in the last year. And they're East Coast based, so they invited me on their show. I'm going to go on Tuesday night and chat with them. I don't know about what exactly, but um, I think they're just going to ask me about our Probably show. Probably motorcycles. Well, sure. Motorcycling, <laughs> um, you know, my maybe website. Not yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? I bet you one of them owns one. Just like everybody owns one. Um, so I'm going to be on that Tuesday. So that sounds fun. It's been a while since I've been on someone else's show. So, I don't know, talking about motorcycles. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have going on this week. Other than that, oh, I found out that I don't have to work Christmas Eve. That's exciting. <laughs> oh, would people really go into the showroom on Christmas Eve? People are shopping to the very last minute. They're, it's not like wow. it's, yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, uh, Walmart on Christmas Eve, but it, people are shopping. And I think we closed early last year a little bit, but this year we're closed because Christmas Eve is on a Saturday. So my shopping is already done inside my head. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't even thought about Christmas. I don't even know what Christmas is right now. It's not even, I can't even really think, con contemplate about that right now. Um, yeah, totally off my radar. Um, well, I know what's coming before Christmas that is on the east coast south ish and is the other tidbit of news that i just remembered mm -hmm. um aim expo oh, aim october. expo mm -hmm. yes is mm -hmm. in october in orlando and in 2017 it will be in columbus ohio so it is now in the center of the, uh, the center of the universe and everyone columbus. will have to ride everyone will have to ride to it <laughs> columbus is the center of the universe well, at least Amazing, it's a little. Right? Oh, it's a little closer to me. I'm excited because yeah. I might, might, I might be able to actually go. It's mm -hmm. cool. I think that's great. Yeah, and it's because uh, AIM Expo, if you're not aware, is a um, it is a kind of trade oriented, like dealer and industry oriented, but it's open to the public. Mm -hmm. Right. So a lot of companies that you would never see at a motorcycle show are at AIM Expo. 
Bigger, like, better, and more badass than IMS. Yes, like there's a huge Revit display, like a ginormous one. There's a big CD mm -hmm. Boots display. There's, you know, bike launches. It's just a new kind of motorcycle show, and it's definitely one I would rather, I would like to attend at some point. Mini ICMA. A mini. Are you going to go to that? No. Okay. Probably not. Well, we'll have to try to shoot for next year, won't we? Yeah, yeah. Work attend. is, I, I'm already past my vacation allotment mm. for the year. It's annoying. I, I just keep taking unpaid. <laughs> That's normal for me. Oh. A, well, but that... they made me promise when I took this last week off for my birthday that I wasn't going to leave anywhere to the end of the year. But I, I, <gasps> I, you know, I had my fingers crossed behind my back when I agreed to that. So we'll see how that shakes out. But I do have some projects in Northern California mm -hmm. that um, hopefully I will get to do some fun stuff if I schedule my... If I schedule my time right, I've got a couple buddies between uh, Carmel and San Francisco. Maybe go ride some Ducatis. Maybe go ride some vintage motorcycles. Mm. Could be a good weekend. Nice. Go into the city. Hang out. Yeah, you should go there. Go go in the city for me. Go eat some stuff. Mm -hmm. go, go ride some places. Go uh, have some burritos. Yeah, although I actually found a really good one here. It was like... You know, some places it was it was really good. It was like buying a mm. small burrito. You know, if you go into a really good taqueria somewhere in LA or in San Francisco, you get a burrito and it's huge and it's eight dollars. So imagine this, mm -hmm. like half the size for five dollars. So it was like a mm. smaller scale. It was very good, it was, and it's down the street from. I would my house. probably need to order too because yeah. you know I do. I do suck down on those yeah. eight dollar well, small as a this, newborn. This was the first burritos. time first time I'd gone. Time. First time we we went and it was five bucks. So next time I'll be asking for extra things. I'll be asking for extra mm -hmm. cheese, extra stuff, extra beans, yeah, to make it a little bigger. I think I'm gonna try that, but it was really good. <laughs> it's a taco truck and the tacos actually look amazing. Um, a little hmm. taco burrito truck down the street on 11th and Washington. I was very, very excited. We went there after working out after CrossFit. And, um, the closest thing to real Mexican food you've it had was, since you left? No, it was the closest thing to a real burrito. There's really good Mexican mm. here, by the way. Really good Mexican here, but a good burrito. Different. Mm. Yes, gotcha. burrito. Burrito. Um, it was, yeah, closest thing to a San Francisco. Like I said, it was a small. It was like getting a baby burrito, you know. It was very good. But, um, yeah. God, I still have to, I'm, I'm right there with you. I still have to write more on Italy. I have one more article on Italy, and then I have the two trips I've taken the years prior. Mm -hmm. I still haven't uh, finished yeah. writing those articles. I am yeah. so, so, so far behind. Um, yeah. It's, it's just bad. a chore. It's a constant, oh, one thing I did post, I forgot to, which some of you may have read, is I posted my R1200R review. And I don't remember if we talked mm -hmm. about that when we last met. Yes, you met. did. You're in love with it. I, I did enjoy it very much. Um, but I'm, no, I'm not buying one. <clears throat> not buying a new bike. Not yet. <clears throat> no, not buying. I'm still on the fence about that because of those damn valves. The cylinders. They're in my way. I do not like that. Ah, I you do put not. your feet down? No, not that. They're just in my way. I can't explain it. I just don't like where they are. I don't like they're there. Hmm. And then 
for me for maneuvering because I'm always off my bike maneuvering they're in my way they're just oh, okay. they're come yeah, and then yeah. and then they just make it heavy and and then ugly let's face it it's kind of ugly it's the thing sticking out it's kind of hideous but um I do have bad news is I I've, I don't know if we talked oh yeah because it just went down last week the Kickstarter for the Spectrum Vest did not hit its Fun. goal so if you put mm-hmm. money down for that, you should have got a refund. Um, if you ever kickstart something with Kickstarter, you pledge to give money, and then if they don't make their goal, they give you. They never take your money or they give it back. Mm-hmm. So no new Spectrum Vests. I'm really kind of bummed about that. I mean, I have a couple, but I wanted the man to get one. He was going to get one. I'm like, I can't get him to wear anything but black, and he actually pledged and bought to buy one. I was like, I'm so happy. Mm. Just because at night, he's like a black shadow. And he won't wear anything yeah. brighter. Hmm. Well, I mean, they finally hit a better price point. I know, but the Kickstarter failed, so nothing's I know. Ca- no, nothing's happening. I know. Well, it's... they were on the market for at least a year out here with a ridiculous price point. So yeah, maybe they'll come back somehow. I don't know, but I'm just really sad because I really want another one. Um, yeah. So. Probably the best advice if he's done is to try to craft that technology or that design onto an existing manufacturer who can mass produce it for even less and have it uh, hook into an existing jacket if you just add a couple little connection pieces. Like, I think some of the Revit jackets had, like, the ability for you to buy an additional vest. Yes, you could, but then it would have been, it'd be a much smaller vest because the Spectrums were big. They were full covered, whatever, and it would be a much skinnier visibly smaller vest and the whole I think appeal of the spectrum is they're just so big and have so much stuff on them and they're good to crash in just think it I think they just would be great on on their own and just too bad people didn't jump on board I I tried to share it and but I think I just think that the I think that the kickstarting was maybe could have been marketed a little bit more to the right places a little bit deeper maybe into the motorcycle community beyond just my blog and my site and um sure and like a paid for ad on facebook oh there was that that's how i saw it yeah and he pushed mine like it was a review that i did of it and and sure. the, that was be constantly being sponsored, but it has well, to Kickstarter be. Kickstarter doesn't market itself. No, no, and and uh, I think that product too. It just, I don't know. It needed a little more different attention. I don't know, but mm. either way, there's other options out there. But um, maybe someday it'll come back. I don't know. Hmm. Mm. Well, that's all I have in my feed. I don't think I think we hit everything we're going to just chat about. I think. I want to see. I want to say we covered all the things we we're going to talk about. Um, I don't well, what a, what are your? Yeah, you kind of already laid out your plans for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah kind of sit back and relax, work. Hopefully, go riding. No, no, nothing, nothing in the pipeline at the moment. However, yeah. however, I will say that. Um, You know, depending upon how politics starts to uh, to go in this year as we approach election day, my vacation plans might be modified 
to accommodate a couple of different locations based on who may or may not be seated as president because the relationships <laughs> that uh, say if Trump got elected um, that he has with other countries would probably prompt me to take a couple of vacations sooner because we might not have access. I think that, you know, the political climate is going to steer my travel plans mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Praying for a different direction. You can read into that <laughs> however you, you like, but um, <laughs> I think we can all assume where I'm coming from. Um, uh, you know, children of immigrants, that sort of thing. So... Yeah, no, that's all I got. I'm not going to get into that. No, but no, I, I just mean <laughs> travel plans. Yes. There, there's nothing solid on my horizon. Yes. You know, I'll probably go to the mm -hmm. IMS show when it comes out. Oh, uh, yeah, I was speaking of IMS, I was going to pick up um, mm -hmm. Mark at the airport uh, who works for Climb. Climb just released uh, three or four different helmet models. Yes. So uh, it'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. They're going to have it at AIM, which won't be at, um, but I'm pretty sure they're going to bring them out with them to IMS when it comes to Long Beach. So I'm super interested in seeing how that pans out, because they sent me a suit earlier this year, and I tried it, and I will say that the ladies' pant, I think I was a uh, six before? Mm-hmm. And I think I was an eight now, or whatever I was. I, I'm the same. I'm like just modestly a bigger size, and I don't feel like I've gotten fatter. So they must have tweaked the women's size a little bit and made it smaller for the and, um, for the altitude. Yes. Yeah, and then because uh, the butt did not want to fit in there. They mostly. are the, the whole, seat did not seat well. Yeah, the whole outfit <laughs> is a size smaller. It is slim, yeah, and much so slimmer. They sent me the same size, which was a little tight. Um, the jacket was nice, but there there was no pit zips, and pit zips are my favorite. Nope. And I especially like the pit zip on the original uh, orange and, and gray one, because that yep. thing went for miles down your pits. And I was like, yes, this yep. is awesome. And then they took away a lot of zips, and then the color that they sent me was black, navy blue, and high-vis yellow. And... I looked at that color and said, no way in hell I'm wearing this. And believe it or not, that is the best-selling color in the women's uh, altitude that they're currently. Because it's not black. So. And people are tired well, of black. Well, it's black. It's black, blue, and yellow. Right. It's it's something that's not black. and, and Not all black. Right. And people are tired of all black. They're just tired of it. N nobody wants sure, all yellow. I'm not so tired of all black to add right. navy blue and yellow to my wardrobe. So I sent that <sighs> back. I, I, yeah. But, uh, I, I have high, high hopes for a, a better colorway next year. Because we'll I have some off-road plans, I would love to. Uh, I would love to include climb in them. I like that outfit. I mean, I like that the fit is a little is definitely an update. But I'm sad about losing functional things like the pit zips, pockets. Ooh, yes, pockets were and, a and, huge thing. People were and screaming pockets. about oh, on, um, on the function. Like they dropped too much functionality. Like they did a great <laughs> job, I think, to update the fitment and to. Um, yeah, ch just make it a little bit neater and make it look better on women um, and fit better, which is always, always a good thing. And, and that should always be a priority is to make the fit as, you know, rock solid as you possibly can for any women's motorcycle suit. But you don't want to drop the ball too much 
if at all in functionality because especially with especially with a brand like climb you know climb isn't a city brand it's not something you wear to go to have coffee it's something mm-hmm. you go to ride the himalayas and for them to i think completely drop or the transamerica key, trail right or right or ride around the world solo for five years to completely drop key features such as those that i think was is too much um way too much but uh, people are still buying it and they're still enjoying it i don't i would love to know though comparatively how popular it is to the old suit because people Mm -hmm. love the old suit but there were problems with the old suit so it's definitely hard to please everybody and it's really hard to make everybody happy that's always i think one of the huge struggles for manufacturers is making you happy and and we're never happy let's face it we're women um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, speaking as one, I'm almost never happy with certain things, oh. <laughs> but I, I mean, I could be, there's so many things that you have, they have to do and consider and, but I think they just dropped a couple things and hopefully they'll bring it back. I'm, I'm sure next time we'll see next season, we'll see new revisions and we'll see some, you know, some tweaks and hopefully it'll bring back some features that people are missing like pockets and the pit zips but they took the pit zips off the boys one too i think oh really Mm -hmm. wow on the new latitude they moved it it's not that there's no zip or vent but they just moved it up to the bicep and along your pectoral muscle so they just gets air into the pit area yeah, they just moved it out, but I mm-hmm. like having the pit zips, I think, make a huge difference because you're sweaty there oh, and yeah. you're hot there, you know? So, mm-hmm. I think it's better for everybody to have pit zips. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I think it's got to be hard, too, as a brand that uh, has made men's gear for years mm-hmm. and has kind of, you know, gotten so much hype over the the innovation of the men's gear Mm -hmm. and to have women clamoring for several years only to have something that they weren't perfectly like everyone had such high hopes for the first round and of course it is yes very difficult to please women Mm -hmm. um and please all women with the same product but i think it's got to be especially hard when you're not like a brand new company with a men men and women's line right out the gate Mm -hmm. like it's all the hype all that build up for years and then just And so yeah. it'll be interesting to see um, what they have in store. Uh, there was a total redesign of that suit, mm-hmm. um, more so, I think, than what we're looking at now. So I haven't um, heard or seen that yet. But, uh, you know, when, when I can share some details, I certainly will. And then uh, Alpine Stars is launching their Oscar, I think it is, their Oscar uh, brand at... Uh, at Arch Motorcycle. They're doing like, I don't know if it's a fashion show or just, hmm. you know, a gear launch or what that is, but I might pop by that when they do it hmm. just to just to go, just to socialize, just wear my Alpine Stars gear. Um, Gentleman's Ride, that's next weekend. Oh, the Distinguished, yes, that is. That's Sunday, mm-hmm. right? Saturday. Yeah. Saturday? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was Sunday. Hmm. I know. I checked. I was shocked. Today I went out. I'm actually in the country and in a place like you don't actually have to be in the U.S. to participate because Mm -hmm. they have them uh, globally. But I'm actually in and able to participate in that ride this year. So I went out and bought a vest. 
so I could wear a, a button-down white shirt and a vest and my and my Riley jean and my fry boots and yeah, Alpine Star jacket. Oh well, we're having an I forgot we're having an event on Saturday. If you're in anywhere in near Philadelphia, you're in South Jersey, you're in you know Wilmington, you're in Baltimore. I don't know, you're in, in Delaware, Maryland. Um, at the Revzilla store, we're having an event Saturday with Josh Heron, MMA pro, pro nice. road racer Josh Heron. He's also a Bell-sponsored rider, Bell Helmets, and he's going to be in the store on Saturday um, making an appearance. And Bell Helmets will be showing off the new Bell Star line, the revamp of the Bell Star, and the three versions of the Bell Star that you can um, get and uh, Cena will also be there to give away some headsets, and I think Belle's going to give away a helmet. You can also ride around the Navy Yard with Josh Heron if you are SVP to this event. So I'll uh, we'll share a link to the Facebook event and the um, the uh, info on Revzilla's page, and you can uh, swing by and maybe get some free what stuff time's that? and hang out. It's I think 10 to 2. Um, then that sounds like you could participate in the Philly Distinguished Gentleman's Ride and then cruise over to Revzilla afterward. Yes, if you Possibly. are. Yeah, if you are finished and you want to come by and say hi, um, definitely. I th- I want to say it's like, yeah, 10 to like, I mean, the store's open 10 to 5 on Saturdays. So sure. you um, uh, certainly the store will be open. But um, I believe he is going to be in store only for the first um, part of the morning, early afternoon. And then we'll, we'll be, uh, I think, giving stuff away in the afternoon. So, actually, uh, no, the event runs all day. Cool. Yeah, and there's a... a so that'd be a good Facebook twofer if you're doing the Distinguished Shaman's run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the event is all day, and uh, the store's open all day long from 10 to 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll post a we'll post a link to that. Should I send that to you? But yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be working. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. I think that is the only other event I can think of on my radar. Groovy. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that might do it for us. Unless you got anything else on your list. <laughs> no, I think that's pretty much everything and we're gonna try to get back to the once every two week schedule but you know it's what happens you got two very active people that love to do stuff and uh you know we have lives you know uh don't (laughs) worry when i'm trapped soon i'll be trapped indoors so Mm -hmm. i'll be um, joanna want to do the podcast every week be on schedule yeah pretty much is all i'm gonna (laughs) be able to do when it's snowing outside um, in the meantime, please visit Motorific.com, visit Facebook.com slash Motorific Podcast, um, visit us on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram, and um, we will do our very best to come back here to see you October 2nd, uh, a couple weeks from now, and in the meantime, maybe drop us an email if you have any questions. Um, if you visit motorfic.com, there's a contact page and you can just submit any questions or concerns or issues you might have and we will do our best to reply to them. In the meantime, we will see you in a couple weeks. So have a really good one. Thanks for coming back. Bye.